Hi, I'm Kelsey Harrison, and this is the Get Wild Podcast, where each episode we dig into ways to reclaim your most wild and authentic self. Welcome to the Get Wild Podcast. My name is Kelsey, and today I'm here with a very good friend of mine, Krista, and she is mama of four babies, two dogs, and a new kin. She's also a 200-hour yoga teacher and the assistant manager at Core Power Yoga. She's done a lot of things in pursuit of finding her happy place. She's been a special education teacher, a real estate agent, a productivity coach, amongst many other things. Teaching has always been a huge element of the millions of jobs she's had. She is passionate about impart, imparting knowledge and serving as a guide to help others discover growth. Krista, hi, how are hi. you? Is there anything else you want to add to that little intro? No, I think that about does it. <laughs> <laughs> and while teaching's always been a massive part of your life, you're now teaching yoga full time? Yes. Um, it was a hard decision just from a financial perspective and, you know, jumping into my own thing, but pretty excited to pursue it. Yeah. So how long have you been teaching yoga? For about a year. About a year. Okay. And right before that, what you were real estate or you were? Yes. I was working in real estate. I sold real estate for a while and I was real estate productivity coach. And then I shifted to Boomtown where we're selling real estate tech. I don't wasn't selling the tech, but I was training for the tech. So the teaching element. Educating again. And how did you come into yoga? Um, I started yoga probably seven or eight years ago now. And I was just at a time in my life where I really needed to focus back on myself. I was getting out of a pretty long-term, not so great relationship. And I needed a space to go and feel like I could be okay being alone. And I walked into a yoga studio and that was it. Awesome. What was that in Charleston? It was. Um, I can't remember the name of the studio. I don't think it's there anymore. But okay. it was in- And then what, what inspired you to do your teacher training? I think I've always wanted to do it. It was just a matter of finding the time to do it. You know, there's never a right time. It's like having a kid. There's never good time. Yeah. (laughs) But with core power, I think I was just ready to dive into it. And I Googled, searched it. And that was the one that worked in terms of my schedule. And I was like, all right, let's pull the trigger and do it. Yeah. So you're, you've quit your full-time job and you're transitioning to transitioned to teaching yoga full-time and trying to make a living out of it. What do you think one of the biggest challenges has been for you? Um, Apart from my kids being on summer break, (laughs) Um, I think the biggest challenge is just trying to separate teaching from my own practice and walking into a class that isn't mine and kind of leaving it all at the door and not analyzing or thinking about how I can add, you know, whatever that teacher is doing into my class Mm -hmm. or, you know, analyzing their class and just really being present and focusing on my body and my mind and my breath. Yeah. So how have you like overcome that by really just focusing on your breath? Is that the number one way you, I think I just remind myself a lot in class, like Krista, focus, focus. Um, it's hard to quiet my mind anyways. So being in a class, I, that's generally my focus for any class I walk in is just to be present. 
um, to not think about all the external things that are going on outside of that space. So I think this just makes that a little bit harder, but I like the challenge. And you also have another small business. I do, uh, Los Vera Collective. So my husband's from Ecuador, Omar, he's from Ecuador. So we were going to Ecuador quite a bit. And I was like, you know what? I really love everything that's here. And I'd like to bring, you know, this culture back to Charleston. So we decided to start bringing some stuff back and make a business out of selling it. We've done a couple of local markets. Um, right now we are like almost completely out of product and need to make our way back to Ecuador, but there's some political stuff going on in that country right now. So it's on hold for a second. On, on pause, on pause right for now. a minute. I mean, it sounds like you always have lots of, lots of things going on all at once. Yes. I feel like in my family, I'm known as the person that is always trying to start a business. <laughs> like I'm very entrepreneurial. Yeah. So what are some of your long-term goals then? Long term, um, I would like to live in Ecuador. Um, I'd like to open a studio there and practice yoga in Ecuador every day. That's really what my long term goals are. Um, I think that this, what I'm doing now, is a great starting point for me, just exploring what it is to be a teacher and just getting different perspectives, just, to, you know, going through daily stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, living in Ecuador, hopefully not anytime soon. Cause <laughs> I, I like, Probably not. I like living five minutes from you. <laughs> Ironically enough, my husband is like, no, he doesn't want to go not, back. No, he's like, I've worked so hard to come here. I don't want to go back. I think I just like the slower paced lifestyle there and it doesn't have to be forever. Right. It's just one of those things that I'd like to go for maybe a year, two years, three years, hang out there, see what it is about and maybe come back. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a long relationship that wasn't great. Was that something, and it kind of pushed you into yoga. Is that something yes. that you're open to getting yeah. into more? Yeah, let's <laughs> chat about it. Um, I was, I, it was a five-year relationship and I think it was, probably one of those times in your life that you can easily be influenced, you know, like 18 to 22, 23. So I, it was a very um, emotionally and psychologically abusive relationship. And I didn't realize it until I was on the other side. Right. Um, and it actually, it didn't end by my choice either. So everything combined with, you know, now I've just been like left out of this relationship that wasn't even good for me. It was just so many emotions that I was going through and I hadn't told anybody. I don't think anybody really knew. Um, even after years, I've like talked to my mom about it and she's like, I have no idea like those that was going on. Yeah. Um, but this is why I needed yoga was because I wasn't ready to tell anybody what had happened and I wasn't ready to talk about it. I don't think I was even ready to talk about it with myself. I was just like, I need to learn to be alone and I need to rebuild myself because I was, I was broken to the very bottom, like my confidence, everything. I was not me and I had to rebuild. And yoga was that, that space where I could rebuild myself first and then go out and start the other parts. And if you could tell you know, that younger version of yourself, something, what, what would you tell her? 
it's okay to be you. You don't have to be somebody else for anybody else. You have to accept who you are. You have to be confident no matter how you look, no matter how much you weigh, no matter how many, how curly your hair is, right? You have to be you. And if somebody doesn't accept you for that, then that's, that, that person just maybe shouldn't be a part of your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's hard when you're that young, right? Um, I just was swept off my feet very quickly. And then, yeah, didn't go so well. Would you say that was a very big, like, moment in your life, leaving the relationship, being alone, and then moving Absolutely. forward? It was, I would say that that would probably be, I don't want to say defining, um, because I don't want to give it that much credit. Um, but I would say that it definitely was a, a pivot, a pivotal moment in my life where yeah. I, because now I'm in my early twenties and I'm an adult and I had a lot of responsibility. I mean, I was living with this person. We had car insurance together, all the things. And I just had to adapt to doing all of those things on my own. Um, and I hadn't been used to that because I had gone from a college relationship to an adult, you know, in a young adult relationship. And the whole time I was so dependent on somebody else, which is completely not who I am. I mean, you know me, yeah. like I'm so independent and wanting to like do my own thing. And I just had to start from the bottom up. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very common to not be able to see like what, what kind of a mess you're in while you're in it. Absolutely. Um, and then you get on the other side and you're like, holy shit, how did I let myself be that person or be with exactly that person? how I felt. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, who have I been for these last five years? Because I was not me. I did things, not like criminal stuff or anything like that, but just day-to-day -day activity. I never, I didn't engage with who I wanted to be. I didn't pursue dreams I wanted to pursue. I mean, I quit going to college. I pretty much shut out all of my friends. And when I came out of that, like you said, you don't see it when you're in it. But when I came out on the other side, I was like, oh my God, I have nobody because I had isolated my friends. I had isolated my family. Again, you know me, like I'm really close with my family. So it was, I, I literally felt completely by myself yeah. um, and broken all the way down. And I needed in that moment to regain my confidence and build myself up. And I think that's it's one of those things in life where you hate it, but at the same time, I don't think I would be as strong of a person as I am today if I hadn't gone through it because I've realized that there's going to be life th things in life that suck and you can, you'll, you can be okay. You can come out on the other side, no matter how terrible it seems in the moment. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. And then, are there other like moments in your life that have been um, big obstacles or pivotal moments or just different things that you have faced in life that have helped to shape you for, for who you are now? Yeah. So I came out of that relationship and then I met my husband. Isn't that how it always works? <laughs> and that was just a whirlwind of a love story, how, how I like to think about it. And then I had a baby. And that was a big, big life moment because I was not ready for that baby. Um, 
And are we ever? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, we're not. And so I was like, all right, we're having a baby. It's going to be fine. And it is fine. And it was fine. And I think becoming a mom was definitely something that was, again, a pivotal moment. Um, I don't like to define myself as only a mom. Um, I feel like that's just one of many hats that I wear. It's definitely a big one. Um, but for sure, a pivotal moment. And then a couple years later, my grandmother passed away. And I would say that that's probably the hardest. I'm already going to cry. Um, the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with in my life because she was my best friend. And there was a long time where I didn't know that I was going to make it. Like emotionally, I just, I was really struggling through that. Um, but now everything I do is to make her proud of me. And I'm a better person because of that. So <laughs> that that was tough. That was a really tough one. Um, it was such a devastating loss and it feels like it almost feels the same every day. But instead of waking up and being sad, I've learned to wake up and live every day like it's my last one because it sure as shit may be. And so you have to just wake up and go. And I think this is where I've been able to put aside like the nine to five to pursue yoga because why wait till tomorrow? You know, why wait till next month? You might not get there. You know, you might not get that time. And so my grandma was always like, the crazy one in the family, like the leopard print wearing, like big earrings, Corella DeVille hair. Sometimes she would do like one side blonde, (laughs) one side brown. And she just didn't give a shit. She just didn't care. And I know for her, she would always say, it's, you know, I'm, I'm 68 years old. Like, I don't care what people think about me. And I'm like, all right, I, I feel that. I don't think I could be like that. Um, but I love that for you. And now I have become that it's, I embrace at all of that, who I am, who I want to be and it's take it or leave it situation, but it's allowed me to really grow in who I am and pursue the things that I love. It sounds like she would totally support you and everything you're doing and chasing your dreams and be proud of you every day. I'm pretty sure she would be. And that's why I keep, have you ever been in a season of life where you just feel like everything is just not working out. It's just like every time you turn around, it's another thing. And it's like, please, like what is happening? And one day I was, I don't know where I heard it, but they were like, you know, if you're in this season of life where everything's going wrong, maybe you're not on the right path. And now I feel like I'm not saying there's not plenty of days that I don't cry or things don't go wrong in life, but I feel like right now I'm on the right path and I think she would be really proud of where I am and the fact that I have pushed everybody else's thoughts aside to just be who I want to be. Yeah. So your grandma sounds awesome. First of all, thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. And so what, what are things, so you've mentioned how when you were in your past relationship, you weren't being the person you wanted to be living the way you wanted to live. Um, And 
I know, you know, you had your baby super quickly that you weren't expecting. Now you have two kids. Well, four kids, actually. And uh, uh, just trying to juggle all of it. But what are some things you do every day that help keep you on track, help keep you inspired, motivated, and um, living the life that you want to live? Yoga. <laughs> um, because I feel like with everything going on in our lives in general, and yes, you know, four kids, a husband, that's basically five kids, you know, two dogs, <laughs> yeah. a kitten, you know, it's all the things. Um, I feel like you, you have to pour into yourself. And I think oftentimes we get told that we should not because it's selfish, right? Especially as a mom, I know I feel guilt all the time for asking somebody to help me with my kids or, you know, sending them to daycare or school or whatever it may be. And it's like, I need to be focused on everybody else. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. But the reality is, is I cannot do all of that unless I first fill myself up and yoga does that for me. And so I think a lot of it for me is just adjusting my mindset. And when I'm feeling like I'm at the breaking point where I'm like, all right, I'm about to lose it. I sit back and I try to understand what it is that's causing this stress for me. And at the end of the day, I always say like, I have amazing friends and an amazing family and I'm never going to be homeless. And that's like worst case scenario here. <laughs> so if that's, if that isn't on the table, then there's a solution. And so just trying to figure out what that solution is. And it doesn't mean the solution is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's not going to require work on my end. Um, but yeah, just kind of sitting back, trying to take in what I, what's coming at me and then be solution-based is how I like to think about it. Yes, solution-based. But yoga allows me to do that. It gives me that one hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, to just focus on me so that when I leave that space, I'm like, all right, I'm available to do this because I'm alive and I'm breathing and I'm fine and it's going to be all right. Yeah. It's, it reminds me, it's just like, um, this is something I think about as a mom a lot. It's like, when people ask, how do, you, how do you do everything? How do you have a business? How do you, and be a mom and cook dinner and clean the house? And it's like, you don't, <laughs> something falls through. And yeah. oftentimes it's giving to ourselves. Yes. And, but as a fellow mom, you, we can't fully give to others if we don't give to ourselves. Absolutely. So it's, it's asking for help. It's, um, I mean, it's saying like, I'm not, I'm not making dinner tonight because yeah. we're not, I don't have the time and the energy and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like it's not worth it. We're going to order pizza or the laundry is not going to get done and go find your holy underwear because that's where we're at. <laughs> we're at the holy underwear stage because yeah. I, did, I did not do the laundry. <laughs> exactly. And then I think it's okay. But I also think it's like, that needs to be normalized because so many people or discuss so many women who become moms or who are moms or whatever are like, how, how do you do it all? And it's yeah. the fact that is you don't. Right. Or, you, or you're not doing it well. Like yeah. something is slipping through the cracks. Absolutely. And that's where the mindset adjustment comes in, where it's like, it's okay that we ate Little Caesars for dinner. It's going to be fine. My kids are happy. They have pizza. Maybe it wasn't the healthiest decision, but it is what it is <laughs> because I had to do something else. Y'all had Little Caesars last night too, and it was you? pretty damn good. <laughs> Like, it's just one of those things where you just have to, exactly like you said, not everything does get done. And it, I think it's harder for us as moms, as women to say, 
okay, no, we didn't do it and accept that. Or I think it comes back to like others' perceptions or what we define for ourselves, what we're supposed to be doing as parents or as moms. And it's like, yes, sure. But the reality of all of those things getting done all the time is just, it's not going to happen. And you have to accept that and be okay with it. Not just accept it, but be fine with it. Yeah. So um, going back towards your long-term goals, um, what are steps you're taking right now to get you there? So number one, we just bought a house. So that was like the first step for, in my mind, you know, because my husband's not, this is not his long-term goal, but (laughs) in my mind, buying a house so that we have a home here and we don't ever have to worry about that. So, you know, we can come back in two years or three years and we have somewhere to live. We have an investment here. Um, and that's kind of leads me to my next thing is I want to buy another house. Um, I want to have an investment property so that we can have income while we're there. And, um, in terms of growing in the yoga realm, I've been picking up a lot of classes, I'm going on one of your retreats, which I'm super (laughs) psyched about because that's also something I've thought like, okay, we can run retreats. You run your retreats and we're you're coming to Ecuador for one of them, you know, something like that. So just really immersing myself in the things that I want to do so that I can grow in that space, figure out what it is that I can be, I don't want to say be most successful in, but find the space, find a space where I'm happy. I want to exploit my passion. I love yoga and I want to exploit that. I want to use that to, better myself, to better my family, and ultimately to better other people. Because I feel like yoga is something that we should spread around and like, absolutely give to people. It's a, it's an opportunity to give and it's an opportunity to teach. It's an opportunity to educate. And I think that I, I've seen it help myself so much that I would love to see what it can do for other people as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think yoga it impacted us. It impacts so many people. And that's why we want to share it and give it to as many people as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just to start to wrap things up a little bit, what is one nugget piece of advice, inspiration, something that you'd want to leave the listeners with? Exploit your passion. (laughs) Do you do the thing that makes you happy? Um, Because we really only have this life. And I think kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, when you lose somebody that's so impactful and you realize how quickly things can shift, um, it kind of puts time and life into perspective. And it makes you realize that each day you should be doing the things that make you happy. And I know it's it's very hard to do that because sometimes the things that make us happy don't make a ton of money or they don't, they're not conducive to the schedule or being a mom or being a wife or whatever those things are. And you, despite all of those obstacles, you have to figure out a way to make it work. Um, I know for me, I have tons of conversations with my husband where he's like, all right, you're probably a little crazy, but I love you. Um, <laughs> and it always ends with doing the things that make us happy, you know, whatever that is. And when you do that, your life will be, you'll be filled up regardless. You know, you may not have all the money in the world. That's fine. You have happiness and money can't buy that. Awesome. I love it. Well, Krista, thank you so much for 
hopping on for sharing bits of your story. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see all of the things you do and where you go with your journey, your yoga journey. Um, and sounds like people can come see you at Core Power Yoga. And yeah. um, what's your, I'll tag your Instagram handle, but what's your Instagram and um, info on maybe you have on your uh, Los Veras? Yeah, so I have at Los Vera Collective on Instagram and then at Krista F. Vera for my personal. Um, lots of yoga stuff on there, obviously. My crazy children, all the things. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Get Wild podcast. My name is Kelsey Harrison. If you're looking to come on a yoga retreat or connecting, please reach out to me. You can find me at getwildretreats.com and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.